All right, are we ready to rock? Damn, it you takes too. a minute to do an intro? Okay, hold on. Whole minute. Yeah, it better be a minute, otherwise... Yeah, I've got a strategy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak real slow, I think. Hey, hey, hey! No. <laughs> okay, this ep all right. Y'all ready? Okay. Can, I count? Can you count me in, Ryan? Three, two... <laughs> okay. Pirates we are born, pirates we still be, we live on our ship, out on the sea, we rape and plunder every warner gets in our way, that's what happens in an every pirate day. What's up, Buck Bros? Welcome to our week 13 episode, and as Ryan always likes to do, I will introduce all of our Buck Bros. Buck Bros, Bryce, Ryan, and John, how are we feeling? Hey, Brocasters, feeling good after this dub. That's right. We have a W to discuss. And so let's just jump into it. What are y'all's thoughts after watching the Bucks finally win a game and break this little snowball? Well, let me tell you my thoughts. My thoughts were exactly ZZZ. I slept through the whole game. Uh, but I did watch the highlights, and I got to say, really, where would we be without Mike Evans? I think we can all agree, other than Antoine Winfield, who was named Defensive Player of the Week earlier today, I think. Uh, he was the reason that we were winning. I mean, the man went off, got his 1,000 yards, got the 10 touchdowns on the season. Uh, hats off to Mike, 10 straight seasons at 1,000 yards. That's really all I have to say. Great game. Yeah, I mean, I guess we're on the second week of the host sleeping on its job. So, uh, <laughs> but yes, congratulations, Mike, on your 10 consecutive 1,000-yard seasons. Um, well on your way to being a Hall of Famer, if not already. Almost there catching Jerry for the most 1,000-yard seasons in a career. Quite the accomplishment. So, congratulations. Um, you know what? I said on the previous episode, just don't lose, and they didn't lose. So thank you to the Buccaneers for not losing. It was great. The game itself wasn't wasn't really a, a, a fun one to watch. Well, fun nonetheless watching Mike, but the rest of it was not. Um, Baker looked pretty pretty bad, but I, I agree that you know some of it was due to the weather. Uh, it was a torrential downpour. For the most of the first half, uh, just really sloppy game in general. Um, I still wish, you know, it still feels to me like we're a sloppy team. You know, not nothing really can go just according to plan uh, when watching this team. But again, they pulled out the dub. They they on that final drive when they had to get a first down, they got the first down. Rashad White did his thing. Um, so congratulations. Now we got a big one against Atlanta coming up. Yeah, definitely watching the game. You could see how ugly the rain was making it very early on. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of the receivers even had to end up taking their gloves off, uh, partway through the game just to try to get a little bit more traction. Obviously Mike went out of his way to have a huge game, knowing that he had that opportunity right then and there to, to break another thousand yard season. It was tough. Baker didn't look great. Um, a lot of players, unfortunately, didn't look great. Aaron Stinney getting more 
uh, false starts and more holding calls just looking tough again. I wonder what he's going through, but I mean, I, I would imagine that going forward, um, hopefully this is something we can build on and we're, we're going into a huge matchup for first place this weekend and better to be coming off a win in that instance. It was indeed a good win. Sloppy game. Tough to watch. Bucks are hard to watch. I would agree. Uh, from my perspective, as someone who did watch the game, uh, hence why I'm hosting, uh, it reminded me of a lot of games this year where there's just no comfort. Even with the lead, it feels bad. Granted, we haven't had a lead in a while, but it's just there's no easy moments on the couch watching the Bucks, And... Yeah, the schedule kind of lines up a little bit, and you know, we'll get into some of the games later, but hopefully we can maybe put things together. I don't know. Uh, no easy weeks as a Bucks fan right now. Yeah, I just want to make sure we got this on record. John, did I hear that you said that Baker didn't play well this game? Is that the correct statement I heard from you? He didn't look great. Um, the, the weather wasn't. Okay, we can just end it there. He didn't look great. He didn't look great. That's all I needed. That's all I wanted to hear from him. He didn't he didn't look terrible, but he didn't look great. Actually, he looked horrible. (laughs) Ask me personally. His EPA was negative EPA for the third straight week in a row. If we're gonna go by the numbers, that's a good one to go by. You know, as somebody who's consumed the game only through YouTube, um, if you listen to what Rondé Barber said or had to say, uh, he said Baker threw one of his best throws during the game uh, to that little little flag route to Mike. I don't know. The flag or the post? Well, it was a flag. It was towards the sideline. He caught it towards the sideline. Oh, so um, not, not the 75-yarder. Not the 75-yarder. No, it was the gotcha. – I thought that, that was actually his best pass, was that that whole play was well set up, well designed, well executed. But, man, that – Freaking duck of a throw he threw, and it looked like the ball slipped out of his hand, and it was just this lame duck. And John's on the text being like, Mike should have tried harder. Get the hell out of here, bro. I don't even want to hear that crap. Like, that was just awful Baker. But nonetheless, you know what? Mike gave Baker his due. They're going to be playing Baker until they're out of it. That was objectively one of the worst passes I've ever seen. It reminded me of that clip of Tebow coming out of like training camp when he dropped back to throw and the ball just like squirted out of his hands to nobody. Uh, it, but it was really bad. I know it's wet, uh, but some people uh, in the aforementioned like group chat had made it seem as if that was intentional in some way. I don't think Baker meant to do that. I think if you give him a chance to take that one back, he does that in a heartbeat. Uh, but that maybe is like some of the decision-making. I don't know. It was an interesting, he took a shot. It didn't go well. Uh, yeah, really bad fast. Uh, funny, though, like if you weren't a Bucks fan uh, or maybe even in hindsight for us because it was inconsequential. It was a funny pass, objectively. All right. Well, speaking of Baker and whether or not he is good or bad, let's move to by the numbers. We're going to mix it up a little bit. And, and Bryce, you actually provided a pretty decent segue into this because some of the behind the podcast uh, would be the constant dialogue surrounding good Baker bad baker and it can get a little contentious sometimes what i'm going to present to y'all are three sets of blind quarterback stats from this season and i would like you all to see 
which quarterback you prefer. Maybe pick one if you could have one on your team right now. And let's just see how it shakes out. So QB1 has 3,466 yards passing, 18 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, and has completed 65.8% of their passes. That's QB1. QB2 has completed 2,995 yards for 19 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, and 66.5% completion percentage. And QB3 has 2,790 yards, 18 touchdown passes, 8 interceptions, and has completed 63.6% of their passes. C is Baker. Ah, taking C. I see, like, you know, probably blind faith, blind testing it. A, Josh Allen. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. Josh Allen is not one of these quarterbacks. No. I feel like, so my thought process on the blind stats, the 14 interceptions probably cast a right out because we are not the team who can overcome mistakes. That's way too many interceptions for us to have, I think. Um, that's why I lean towards C because of the eight interceptions. I do think that's Baker. Um, the yards are good for a, I just think it's too much. So I, I guess I would, from the statistical standpoint and me thinking of the team, I know fewer mistakes is better. I'm going with the fewer turnovers. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I would, of the choices that I you have, only have three intentionally limited yeah um a yes i think is too turnover prone therefore would not suit this team well b i guess uh, b and c to me are kind of the same uh b's throwing a little bit more yards one more touchdown a couple more interceptions but nonetheless his completion percentage is a little higher but not significantly higher in my opinion than c i know c's baker I already kind of read his stats earlier. So, um, <laughs> sick. Good job doing your homework for a blind test. Uh, yeah, I guess, I mean, B or C. Uh, okay. Question is, can we figure out B? Yeah, I'm a? trying to, I'd rather figure out who A and B are. Okay. Well, as an, okay, that's fine. But I do want to, just so you know, I have noted here that you said B and C are the same. So that's noted. Ryan has said he would take C of those subset of those three options. And John? John said C and then departed. Okay. John says C and then departs. Okay. So two and a half votes for C, half a vote for B. Okay. Do you want to take some shots at the quarterbacks? So let's go from the bottom up. Who do you think uh QBC or QB3, the third option. Who do you think that is? QBC. We thought uh, is Baker. Is Baker. Oh, it is Baker. Good job. Ah, crazy. Okay. I thought if I put him in the middle, that uh, uh, I almost put him first, B but obviously it doesn't really matter. The order doesn't super matter if someone just studied his stats. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he's got by the numbers. He knows what he's doing. Come on. All right. Do you want to take a stab at QB1 or A? I, feel I like think I've said both. I want to say... Is B Burrow? B is not Burrow. Hmm. 
I'm I'm trying to think of a. I feel like the 14 picks is a is pretty substantial. And is that is that uh is that Herbert? Yeah, it is not Herbert. Dak. It is not Dak. Dak's throwing like no picks this year. He's on like a revenge tour. Yeah, like a couple game. What was his? He had one three pick. Yeah. Yeah, but then yeah, the last five weeks he's just yeah. That yardage total, by the way, is the second highest in the NFL. That three thousand four hundred sixty-six. Fourteen picks. So is it Tua Patrick? I was like, I feel like those interceptions are too high. That's why I thought like Josh Allen fit the profile. Second highest pass. Yeah, to your point, Josh Allen has. 13 interceptions so i mean your line yeah, of thinking I, is I, I too was like, far off. i know josh allen is just throwing so many picks is it like jordan love it is not jordan love and sam howell it is samuel howell oh yes I, I knew he had an absurdly high yardage stat i was like <laughs> all right is is b trevor lawrence nope and i'll say the stats again for b 2,995 yards, 19 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, 66.5% completion percentage. Jalen Hurts. It is Jalen Hurts, Ah. quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles, who Bryce, while you were away, John, said is the same statistically as Baker Mayfield. I agree. All right. Common ground. Yeah. So quiet over there. (laughs) (laughs) The point of that exercise was to show that there's – quarterbacks perceived to be better and worse the baker and you know statistically you know doesn't always work out the way you think uh, unless you've studied stats like bryce before the episode uh i do have a throwaway number uh just i'm going to add in as well this number is eight this is just an additional like a traditional this number is eight tackles by winfield no it is not a buck player stat this is a league stat got <laughs> Eight Not unders hit. I don't know. <laughs> no. The, uh, eight is the number of PFF top 10 quarterbacks that were drafted in the first round. If you're looking towards the future Bucks fans, uh, uh... eight of the top 10 were taken in the first round. All right. But that stat is also undercut by the fact that Baker was drafted in the first round and is pretty low. I was just about to ask, was he, is he one of those? He is not. Oh, He's 20th. Uh, no. 21st because my alternate by the number was going to be 20 number of quarterbacks rated ahead of Baker by PFF. All right. That is by the numbers presented by Buck Bros. Uh, let's move forward. Worse. Come again. So there's 12 worse. Oh, there's actually more. They rated 38 quarterbacks. So there's like 17 worse. Woo! Take that. Suck a whole dick. Yep. All of it. Uh, let's move on here to our NFC South tracker. Half the division already covered uh, with our win over the Panthers. Uh, we did have a game between the Saints and Lions in which the Lions took care of business for us. Very much appreciate it. Unfortunately, the Jets were not able to take care of business at home and gave the Falcons a W, adding to the significance of our upcoming match. But before we go any further... We need to get into our next segment, which I'm being told is, what'd you say, John? 
there's a lot of garbage going around right now in the NFL. And as your stash just pointed out, even these so-called great quarterbacks, these fucking first-round picks and all this nonsense, your Joe Burrows and your Josh Allens, Jordan Loves, they, they look terrible. That's not all a team needs. A team needs more than that. They need a decent defense, and they need – God knows they need a decent coach. And, you know, um, Baker did not look great this week. He looked bad the week before. But all things in stride, y'all fucking are missing the point, okay? We didn't have anybody who wanted to fucking come here and play. And the, this continued uh, cultural delusion amongst Bucks fans – that Kyle Trask could come in and just immediately be an instant fucking upgrade is just laughable, okay? Even someone as bad a coach as Todd Bowles knows that Trask is garbage. If he was any good, he wouldn't have been third string second banana behind fucking a career clipboard holder who also had to stand behind Tom Brady. Trask is terrible. He was a waste of a pick, and he will not start a game this year. Sorry, everyone whose feelings got hurt barring a massive massive injury and so what we need to be what we need to start doing is believing in our man and rallying around the guy like the players do the players have rallied around him they believe in him he hasn't lost the locker room even Mike Evans said shout out to Baker as he was celebrating his historic run on another thousand yard season Trask doesn't make that throw Trask goes down in a fucking heap and takes a sack, okay? That's what happens to players like Kyle Trask. Baker Mayfield is a warrior, and when the season started, we all agreed that we weren't going to be good, but we needed someone who was willing to do what it takes to try to win, get injured and come back in the game, roll out and go back out and do it, throw an interception on trying to hit Mike, and then go out and hit him again for a 75-yard touchdown. That's the kind of fucking gunslinger we needed. If you're not going to be great, you need a quarterback who tries to be fucking great. And and Trask is not a motherfucker who's going to try to be great. Did he ever try to be great at the Gators? No, he was mediocre, middle of the road, who bumped his stock up just before the draft and got taken later. Baker Mayfield is a champion, and he's still trying to be a champion. And even when we're losing, and even when he's playing bad, he never hangs his head and gives up. He always goes back out there and tries to win. And I think it's time for the fan base to rally around a guy who's one game out of being the four seed in the NFC. Okay. So we're, we're where we want to be. We can get there. And Baker Mayfield is the captain who can get us there. I'm sorry. What championship is Baker won in his career? He's a champion of what life is that what he's doing well? I mean, I know he's having a kid, so that's very – I'm very happy for Baker on that that front. Congratulations to him and his wife. I do agree that he's got the locker room, and uh, he's a, probably a great teammate, no doubt about it. But, you know, to me, it's – are you telling me we're, we, we want to be at five and seven? We're only a game behind because the division is so goddamn terrible that nobody wants to win this division. That's where we want to be as a franchise is – in the in the race, just because of the fact that we suck just as much as the rest of the division, not me, man. That's not where I want to be. Now we can sit here and argue about the merits of tanking, which in that case maybe Trask is the better option if we want a higher draft pick for a quarterback. 
I am with you, John. I'd rather us try to go win the division, and I think Baker would give you the best shot. But he's not playing good. He just isn't. Who – what quarterback besides – take Tom Brady out of it, and in the last decade, what Bucks quarterback had a chance of taking you – had won you the division? Yeah, I agree. That's the problem. <laughs> but were they, what, were they better than Baker? Were those quarterbacks better than Baker? No, I mean – let me think. Like, how far are we going back? To, to the last time we won a fucking division. Go all the way back. Jeff Check Garcia. I think Jeff Garcia was better than Baker was. Okay. That's one, baby. And how many decades ago was that? Almost one and a half? Oh, you asked me the last time we won the playoffs. I'm just prior I'm, to Brady. I'm just saying. Or got to the playoffs. Mayfield has us in a position to host a home playoff game, which is something we, we have two to games behind in the division. We were two and fucking nine or some shit like that. Like we're in the same goddamn boat we were in last year and we look worse. Our, and I'm not saying it's all Baker. It's really not. It's the defense is slacking. They've gotten progressively worse. So it's not him. But so we were in the same position last year. And we had Tom Brady. Tom Brady. If we were about to start comparing Tom Brady to Baker Mayfield, I'll just I'll just stop right there. No, I'm not. I'm comparing the whole team. You can't lay the record at the feet of Baker Mayfield. I can lay some of the record at the feet of Baker Mayfield. How it's, much of the record could you lay at Brady? But he's the team leader. You want to give him all the accolades of he's the man that's rallying the team. He's the man. He's the captain, right? He's got the C on his chest. Well, guess what, dude? You're the one who's got to lead the team to more victories than five out of twelve. And how many? How many did Brady win? He, he won more than Baker has in his career. Let me jump in here. Let me jump in here because before Baker and everything, my man over there dissed Kyle Trask. Not allowed to stand that. I can't stand with that. He's in a perfect. You say, you know. What did he do in college? Well, he did the exact same thing that he's going to do when he gets on the field, whenever he gets on the field for a buck, and he's not going to let the job go. That's what he did at UF. He came in for an injured Felipe Franks, and he never let the job go. He was a Heisman candidate in his second year. Man's a stud. Did he win one? He didn't win one. Baker did. Baker did. The based take is that Kyle Pitts carried Kyle Trask. Uh, if you wanted to use that, John. He had more than just Kyle. I mean, he threw 49 freaking touchdowns that season. Not 49 of them didn't go to Kyle Pitts. The so base... let's, let's, you know, what has Kyle Pitts even been in the National Football League? In any case, I agree is... with Ryan. I, I think Kyle is a lot better than what people want to give credit for. I just think Todd as a you know pussy of a coach that he is is just going to go and ride with the veteran he and he might be absolutely right i don't see every day at practice but what i can tell you is that i think trask is a better quarterback than y'all give him credit for how do we know that's the other thing how do we know never gets a shot so but when he got a shot at college he seemed to be more than above average Let's change gears here. Let's let's put it. Let's drop it down from from twelfth gear uh, to something more reasonable. Let's go to uh, one of my personal favorite recurring segments. It's called "What the Buck, Bro," and I'm gonna start us off with traditionally our host when he makes time to watch the Bucks games. Ryan, uh, talk to me about that 
that uh, football team up in New England and what they're up to. I'm going to turn it down several notches for you, just like the Patriots are, because in our last episode, um, I said that the Patriots were the only team that had lost when they allowed fewer or equal to 10 points in a game. Uh, They had done that twice, only team to do that. They did it again this week, believe it or not. They lost to the Chargers six to nothing. That team's offensive output is nothing short of pathetic. And that, I mean, until they score more than 10 points, uh, it's a what the buck from me every time, every time Belichick. So what the buck, man? Sounds like a great tradition. I look forward to seeing it. Well, there's is five Mac more games. Jones is PFF grade higher than Baker's because he was drafted in the first. It is not. No, Mac Jones <laughs> is like really low. Nothing to worry about. There on you that go, front. John. Uh, Baker's better than Mac Jones. There you go. All right. Well, uh, that seems like an unprecedented thing that's occurring up there in New England. Let's go over to something else unprecedented, like an undefeated team not making a college football playoff. Bryce, what's going on there? Yeah, if we wanted to turn it down a notch, I'm about to turn it right back up because this has been the topic of discussion for the entire week in the college football world. That's right. The 13-0 ACC champion Florida State Seminoles were left out of the college football playoffs. They they were robbed. They were gypped. They were any just a travesty had occurred when the Florida State Seminoles were left out of the playoffs and boy oh boy did we hear about it on x did we hear about it on espn did we hear about it on every you know sports talk show it's just been non-stop complaining from all the fsu fans and alumni and players and whatnot i get it man it stinks that you don't get to play for a national championship but you know what? The only person you have to blame is your athletic director, your chancellor, your conference, because they had every opportunity to not one. It, they could have chosen to implement the 12 team playoff, which automatically would have brought in a power five conference team champion into the playoffs to play for a national championship this season, but chose not to do that. Secondly, FSU in the 90s had an invitation to join the SEC, and they denied it twice. Um, so look in the mirror a little bit, guys, and just get over it. You're going to play – you had a great season. You're playing Georgia in the Orange Bowl. If you beat them, hey, man, come join the UCF ranks and just claim a national championship and put it on there, you know. I'm sure Ron DeSantis will throw a parade at Disney World for you. Well, maybe not Disney World, but at some other world. Um you know, so stop the crying, stop the bitching, okay? It's okay. Life goes on. You could be worse. You could be a Gator fan. You don't even get to watch your team play in a ball game. So stop the boo-hooing. FS boo-hoo, blue boo-hoo. Get over it. Agreed. Uh, side note, I might have the distinction of being one of the rare individuals to uh, be an alumnus from two schools to claim fake national titles. So if FSU beats Georgia, I – Look forward to adding them to uh, my roster. Uh, all right, let's take a a turn back to the pros. John, Bengals forced into a change of quarterback. What do you think about it? I think it just 
goes to show you what I've been saying that that sometimes the these these quarterbacks aren't the only thing holding the team together. You know, the the Bengals going into play the Jags on Monday night. That looks like a game without Joe Burrow where they should have got clowned. You know, the the Jags were at eight and three. They were they were they were feeling it. They were riding it. They were one game out of being the one seed in the AFC. And then next thing you know, comes in this this kid, Jake Browning, man. He goes 32 for 37, 354 yards. He's got Joe Mixon going off for the first time probably all year. Uh, hits Jamar Chase for a big touchdown. I I liked it. I liked watching it. I did not like what happened to Trevor Lawrence. I hope that kid's okay. He He's a star. Uh, but I appreciated seeing that a team like the Bengals that has looked awful all year with their supposedly big money first round quarterback uh, can still win with a backup quarterback. That gives me hope for guys like uh, Kyle Trask, if God forbid we ever have to see him. Yeah, uh, it is interesting uh, to see that team and you know, Burrow heard at the beginning of the year and this pretty tough to be a Bengals fan, but I can one up Bengals fans as far as quarterback woes for my what the buck, bro. Uh, I'm going to just take a look towards the Jets, who obviously suffered a pretty big injury to that position and were forced to use Zach Wilson, who is terrible, uh, objectively trash at the position. He got yanked. And then they found out every other quarterback on the roster also trash. When they went to turn back to Zach Wilson, he paused on the opportunity to go back in and do his job, his life's dream, what he's paid millions of dollars to do every day since he was probably 10. This is what he wanted. And now he's thinking, well, here? Do I have to do it here? It's hilarious that your coach and, and your franchise is so uninspiring to take like a 24-year-old quarterback and make him think, I'd rather not play, if that's okay. Uh, it looks like he'll probably play, uh, but just amazing. That franchise, especially this season, but overall, uh, what a trash. What a uh, uh, dumpster fire. Yeah. So that uh, I think that's... PFF grade higher than Baker's? It is not. It is not. There's another one. That's another first rounder. That he Here's bet. the thing. There's 38 quarterbacks ranked. He's 21, I think. So he's right, like right towards the middle. So name a quarterback, flip a coin. That's really how you find out if they're better or worse than Baker statistically to PFF. All right. That was a good what the buck, bro. Um, I think the last two weeks have been really strong in particular. All right. Let's move forward to our preview. Big game kind of goes unsaid, right? Falcons, Bucks. We're a game out. We already lost to them once. A lot of things going on in this game. It's week 14, but it has implications for the rest of the weeks. So uh, I'm going to start this discussion for our game preview at someone who never gets to start discussions for game previews. Ryan, thoughts? Oh, baby. Like you said, Zach, I mean, big game. Huge game. Um Playoff implications. <laughs> what? A huge game that you will not watch. <laughs> no, you're, you're spoiling. Next you got yeah. Some you gotta <laughs> you gotta get your turn to uh, host brace. So I'll just sacrifice it. No, big game. It's huge. Um, vying for the top spot against the Falcons. Uh, this will also even the standings. The the against each other record. Um, at one on one, so we got to come with it as much as we can. 
You know, I'm looking, you know, I'm looking at the stats from last game. They were seven of 13 on third down efficiencies. You'd like to see that improve. Um, They got 400 yards of offense on us for a team that just scored 13 points. That seems like a lot. You know, they only scored 16 points on us too. So I just think, I think it's going to, you know, we're a team that's going to, we're going to make the dumb play. We just, if we can limit them more defensively, um, it would be tremendous. So I would say pressure on Desmond Ritter and just making sure your coverage is, is secure. Defense is the emphasis. Um, and yeah, man, just get all that emotion out. Get Mike going early and, and you know, take care of the ball. All the usual stuff. But I, I this game is going to be very emotional, very full of energy, and I hope we come out with the energy sufficient to compete in it. I'm looking forward to this game. Uh, I'll be in Vegas watching at the bookie. Um, so, John, me and you are going to be in the same time zone. So you're going to have to tell me what I got to do at 10 a.m. to get pumped up for a, a 1 p.m. Eastern game. Mimosas. <laughs> there we go. That's my that's my dog right there. But in any case, uh, yeah, I'm with you, Ryan. This is a, an emotional game, a rivalry game, a division game for all the marbles for the NFC South. Um, you know, we, we got to come out with some tenacity, some aggression, ruthless aggression, if you will. Uh, we need to just take it to Atlanta, burn it down like German, General Sherman did back in 1864. Uh, we just need to make sure they have no hope as a franchise ever again um, to just, you know, flightless Falcons, okay? They have no wings. They got nothing left. We're eating them. We're cooking them raw. I don't even know what we're doing, but we're just destroying all hope they have as a franchise. That's exactly the mindset they need to come out with. Now, will they? I doubt it. They haven't done it all season. Um if we're being serious, it, the game and the strategy that we got to have is similar to what we've been trying to do, but haven't accomplished quite as often as we'd like to limit turnovers, make create turnovers, get pressure on the quarterback, do all the things that a winning football team should do. Um, if we can do those things, we'll stand a great chance to go six and seven and have the, you know, the tiebreaker for the lead of the division. If we continue to play on the road like we have the last couple of times, making too many mistakes, um, defense not playing well, well then, John, I'm sorry, you'll probably start seeing Kyle Trask starting that quarterback. I'm going to go one different this week. All we have to do is show up and play. This is a team last week against the Jets didn't even put up 200 yards of total offense. They put up 104 yards passing and 90 yards on the ground. They averaged three yards a play. They gave up an early safety to a Jets defense, which has been terrible. And then they've slowly but surely eked out a win in the rain. This is a team we should beat. We should beat them handedly. We should beat them hand over fist. I, I think we can make some mistakes in this game. But this is a this is a team where if we show up and play football, we should win. And if we don't, then I don't care who we start next week. Well put, everyone. I circled the word tenacity. I, I did circle it. I heard it, and then I wrote it down. Tenacity. Love that word. $5 word. I hope that is kind of the mantra for the team. Myself, uh, I have a, a, a few points. Y'all did a great job, so I, I know how Brian feels, where you're just kind of like, probably nothing else to say, right? 
Uh, I, I'd like to see Baker go back to early season Baker when I, I think I'm on record as saying dude's getting an extension. We were all really high on Baker. And I think the big thing he was doing then was just not making the dumb mistakes, just not forcing the ball and, and playing smart football as a team, like uh, turnover wise, that trend has kind of eroded over time. And so I'd, I'd like to see that be something they focus on is just limit those backbreaking mistakes um i'm a little worried because last time we played them you know we were very concerned about Bijan, and then you know scam Bijan didn't play until like the last snap of the game so you know in a way we have you know we were kind of robbed of film against him and our unit right so uh hopefully we you know haven't lost sight of that that player because he's obviously immensely talented and is a game changer. So as long as Bijan remains like a priority and limiting turnovers is a priority, I think those are like two very like high level things that will be beneficial. Cause I think Desmond Ritter is terrible. PFF grade lower than Baker. Uh, I think their weapons in general, Kyle Pitts is great. Desmond Ritter, Ritter doesn't know what he looks like. So like he just doesn't get the ball. Um, but yeah, I mean, those are my general thoughts alongside everything y'all said, because I think it was a really thorough analysis. You know, you said week one, Baker. You know what I want to see? Week one, Bowles. You remember that post-game speech he gave after the Vikings win? He had all that emotion. Man, I was just thinking, like, how does Bowles give in the tenacious speech? Well, man, we got to be tenacious, you know, and we you, you got to go out there and execute. It's just no freaking emotion. Like, that's what we need. Like, ah, get out there. Go kill somebody. Week one bowls. <laughs> Week one in general. Win on the road. You know, emotion. Baker balling out. Let's just, that'd be great. And I'd like to see, uh, first of all, I do like make Todd Bowles great again. Like, that sounds good to me. But uh, I know I, I mentioned in the past, like, Baker plays with, a lot of confidence and swagger too much for a team that at the time had lost six of seven. I, I think if the team is winning that sort of, uh, you know, attitude and behavior, I like to think is infectious and can really elevate the morale of the team, but can it affect like the coaching? Cause I think if Todd had so, just like an ounce of what Baker is bringing in terms of like balls, I think we'd be a lot better off. I'd so. like for Todd Bowles to like, make some coaching changes that aren't just forced by injury. You know, like maybe Ryan Neal was always meant to be, you know, a linebacker instead of a safety because he played a hell of a lot better doing that than he has at safety at any point in time. Maybe J.J. Russell should get a little bit more opportunity to play than Devin White because he played better than Devin White has played over the last couple of times. Maybe Yaya Diaby should be playing a lot more than JTS because he's been playing a lot better. Um, I could go on and on, but he's a starter now, right? They said Yaya's a starter. Yeah, they did. So, so that's good. I'll take that. That that's good. Uh, I guess the other thing too I saw was like Todd Bowles came out and was like, "Oh, why didn't uh, Chris Godwin catch any balls? Oh, we had to sub him out a lot because uh, he was injured." And then his wife, Chris Godwin's wife, gave was like, "Uh, no, he had like one snap less than he normally does." So you're just straight up lying, Todd Bowles. Uh. So anyway, get the ball to Chris as well 
Although my boy Mike just keep beating him too. Yes, an embarrassment of riches for Baker at the skill position. Hopefully he can spread the wealth in the game. And hopefully the Bucks uh, have good fortune in this upcoming NFC South collision second in a row. All right. I think that'll wrap up our preview for this upcoming game. And the next step for us as a team is to look at our fantasy segment. So as the keeper of records, I will pull them up and let's see how we all fared. We'll start with John. John had a combination of Bryce Young and Baker Mayfield. It's an epic battle between the two. It netted him 19 fantasy points. Bryce had Zach Moss. Didn't play well, but he had Mike Evans. So doesn't really matter. Mike was balling. Uh, Ryan had Isaiah Pacheco and Chris Godwin. Kind of a similar situation. Godwin didn't play very well, but Pacheco balled out. And I had Tony Pollard, who had a decent day. Rashad White, who had, for Bucks running back, a stellar day, but just a decent day overall. And so after this week's performances, our standings are updated as such. John has 350.32 points. Ryan has 413 even. Bryce has 429.62. And I am still a top with 467.42. Those are your fantasy updates and standings. Let's move into our picks. Am I to believe I have the first pick? I believe that's correct. That sounds wonderful. I will take one Mike Evans for my first pick. It's a good choice. Thank you. I'm happy with it. Okay, so next up on our list of people to pick is John Jones. We're not saying last names. I, don't, I never noticed. Uh, if, John, if I just dox you, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm, it's hard to find me uh, with my name like that. Uh, give me, give, yeah, give me Chris. CG3. Ooh, against the grain. All right. I like that. Someone has a confidence in him. I, I appreciate that. Ryan, who would you Pick like? One Mr. White please. You got him. All right. And Bryce. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> do you want good Baker or bad Baker? <laughs> I hope good Baker. So Kyle Trask, you won't. <laughs> what a shot. Lose. If I get bad Baker, that'll be, he'll be replaced. I tell you what, uh, I will, if everyone agrees, I will give you both Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask with this pick. Great. All right. Sparks quarterback. Okay. Uh, so those are our Buccaneer selections for week 14. Let's take a look at the rest of the league for our second selection. Bryce, we're snaking, so you will right. go next. I don't think he's been taken. Let me just let me check. Is the font big enough? Let me go with the fantasy stud that was Debo Samuel. All right. 
Next would be John. Wrong. Ryan. I'm going to say a pick like that uh, uh, scares me. <laughs> Did I miss anybody? I don't know. Has Achan been taken? Um, You know what? Give According me to the, Excel, no. Give me Devon Achan. I want Jake Browning. Give him to me. Okay. All right. That just leaves one more pick. Zach Wilson. Mm. Probably not. Um, Wait, I changed my pick. I want Zach Wilson. I would I'm normally. I would stick with Browning, my my guy. I yeah. dude, I'm 125 points behind. Give me Zach Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Is that really Zach Jones? Okay. I am going to take a bit of a gamble here, Bryce. I'm going to take the other side of that receiving core. Be careful. Say it again. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead and say what you were going to say. I was going to say Brandon Ayuk. One of us is going to have a big day, I think. <laughs> I thought okay. you may be taking DK. He's certainly taken, right? Has DK not been taken? Because I will definitely take DK if he's not been taken. Well, they're playing the Niners. I'll take DK Metcalf. He hasn't been taken yet? I should have said nothing. Yeah, DK. <laughs> <laughs> He spells it weird with a K, right? Yes. It's McCaff. What a sleeper. How is he still around? Uh he dude, he won me last week, bro. He started my whole week off with 40 points. Okay. All right. I'm in there. So that wraps up our fantasy. Uh updates and selections for week 14. Let's keep it moving. Hey, John, what you know, bro? All right, y'all. Uh, once again, I want to thank everybody who's been participating in our trivia through our Instagram. This week's winner was Loki uh, DeWitt. We will get your uh, gift out here to you in the next few days. Uh, things are a little bit backed up with the holidays and shipping and us just being a little bit on the lazier side. But I promise we will get that out to you. Uh, this week's question is going to be, how many interceptions did Vinny Testaverde throw in the 1988 season? So that was Bucks quarterback Vinny Testaverde. How many interceptions did Vinny throw in the 1988 season? Please let us know. Shout us out. Tag your friends. Uh, definitely start listening to the podcast. You know, that doesn't hurt. You know, hold some people down, put on Spotify, make them listen to it. Maybe they'll like it. That's what we're looking for. All right. Uh, you know, I think that's probably going to do it for us here at Buck Bros this week. My name is Zach, and uh, these are my fellow Buck Bros. They're going to hit you with a little Go Bucks on the way out. Go Bucks. Bucks. Go Bucks. We are plus one and a half. Slight underdogs. But if you read between the lines, they kind of think it's a pick them on Mr. Brown.
big Bucks fan, Kim Jong Un. Oh, was not aware. Uh, I thought he was a '90s Bulls fan. Okay, that was his dad. Oh, okay. So he's more of a Derrick Rose fan. All right, I gotta go because it's hot down here. You guys hear the sound that's going on? No, that's no. (laughs) No, you're in the shining right now, bro. Bro. (laughs) He's got the shitting. (laughs) What's the what? Where do you hear it? Like, do it sounds like a fire alarm? But I just like listened outside and I didn't hear anything. It's only a fire alarm for you. If you see a I'm naked lady in the bathroom, do not make out with her. She is not what that she seems. Yeah. She turns she turns into like ash. <laughs> she rots in your arms. But do All get right. that teddy bear top. Mm. <laughs> you call that the TT. <laughs> the teddy bear top. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> right in the kiss. <laughs> All right, yo, Ryan, you got what you need. <laughs> I have no idea.